Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSC Midwest. For updated factual information, see hsc.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. You remember a listener was on to us earlier in the week concerned about dog grooming being closed during lockdown and that it's having an impact on certain breeds. Well, Gillian has been chatting to Tracy Fitzharris of Prestige Mobile Dog Grooming in Limerick and she's some good news on how the situation has now changed. Now, Limerick-born publican Charlie Chalk caused a stir this week when he indicated that he'd be opening his flagship pub in Dublin, The Goat, on the 29th of June, and he'd be serving pizzas and pints to customers sitting outside. Chalk is a native of Adair, and his extended family still run two pubs in the Limerick village, and he's talked many times about his pride in beginnings in the pub trade, uh, but uh, he's uh, now known as one of the most successful publicans in the capital city, with his nine premises there among the best-known establishments in Dublin, it seems he plans to use a loophole to be able to open and lots of so-called gastropubs are hoping they'll be able to do the same. Of course, officially pubs are not allowed to open till August 10th. But if they have a restaurant licence, many are hoping they will be able to open and operate uh, like a restaurant. Uh, James Collins, a Fianna Fáil councillor, runs a pub uh, here in uh, Limerick, Collins Bar in Dura Doyle, with his uh, family. And he is uh, on the line this morning, um, as is uh, David Hickey of South's Bar in Limerick City Centre. And you're both very welcome, gentlemen. Morning. Um, James, uh, would you class or could you class Collins Bar and Dura Doyle as a gastropub? Uh, good morning, Joe, good morning. and good morning to all your listeners. I hope uh, everyone is, is safe and well. Um, we are a gastropub. We were actually gastropub of the year last year. We won an award for it. Um, and I think what we need to realise, Joe, is first of all, why we're closed down and why bars and restaurants were closed down because of this pretty nasty disease um, and the idea of keeping people at home uh, and out of circulation in bars, in restaurants, in, in shops and shopping centres to stop, stop the spread of this infectious disease, to keep people safe and well. Um, and there have been a lot of people uh, that have contracted the disease in Limerick and around the Midwest and, and quite a few people that have died. I think we have another 10 people, unfortunately, that died yesterday. And the reason the bars and restaurants are closed is on public health safety grounds, and that's that's why we closed. And uh, as a group, the Vintners Federation, we've given a commitment that we will follow the public health guidelines uh, strictly, uh, and that was the reason that we closed on the request of uh, the Minister for Health, Simon Harris, on Sunday the 15th of March. He actually asked us to close at 6pm in the evening, uh, and we were closed by 11 o'clock that night. And anything we do uh, in terms of opening up again will only be hey. when it's safe. So when the guidelines say to us that we can... Hello? Sorry, James. Sorry about that. Uh, Dave was talking to someone in the background there. Bobby didn't realise he was on the air. You were okay. clarifying something there, David. We'll come yeah, to you in a minute. So, so anything, <laughs> Sorry, James. <laughs> anything, anything we do, Joe, in relation to opening up will be uh, based on the the health of Tony Holohan, uh, the Chief Medical Officer, uh, and his team. So we have given a commitment that we will only open up when we have been instructed that it's safe to do so. Mm. So 
does that mean that in essence you don't agree with Charlie Chalk? Um, uh, the idea of because he's a gastropub, you're a gastropub, he's saying, well, I'm going to open the GOAT on the 29th of June, which is early. Well, I, I think the issue here, Joe, is there hasn't been any guidelines issued. So we took advice yesterday from our chief executive of the Vintners Federation as to what is uh, a, a restaurant. And I think the difficulty here is in terms of licensing. There are three different types of restaurant licenses. Uh, and then you have a bar license that allows you to serve drink on and off the premises seven days. And th- those licenses are graded. So uh, the the chief medical officer has come out and said that restaurants can open on the 29th of June and bars uh, can't open until the 10th of August. And that's the situation at the moment. And what we're waiting for is uh, some sort of guidelines and regulations that will come out to say, well, uh, what constitutes a restaurant? Uh, so what kind of a certificate you might need to reopen as a restaurant? And if you're a, a combination of both, a bar and restaurant or a gastropub, as you say, under what conditions might you be allowed to reopen? And some pubs uh, may assess that uh, advice from the chief medical officer and may decide to open and others may not. And from your perspective, it can be based on your own assessment ultimately, is that right? It could be based on the guidelines that we receive. Now, uh, there's so much coming at the government at the moment in the Department of Health uh, in relation to phase one, which is happening on Monday. So like hardware stores and uh, the building trade is starting back up again, gardening centres. And there's a whole series of regulations and guidelines uh, that's been issued to them in terms of how they can operate safely when they open up uh, and what sort of responsibilities they will have as owners, operators, company directors towards their customers and also uh, towards their employees. Uh, And we're waiting for a similar set of guidelines and instructions to be issued to restaurant owners and bar owners. Obviously, we're in phase two, three and four, uh, so they haven't been issued yet. And once they've been issued to us, uh, we'll sit down and we'll take advice and we'll decide uh, whether it is appropriate for for us to open up. But the, the main factor is whether it's safe for us to open yeah. up. The, the reason we're all closed is we don't want anybody to get sick. Because you know, in, at one level, you might think it would be better for everyone to jump together, depending on the guidance that's given. But obviously, each independent operator has their own decision to make. Yes, and you might have staff uh, that you know may be compromised. You might have people that, for example, one of your staff might be a diabetic or one of your staff might live at home with someone recovering from a disease from cancer or someone living at home with, with an elderly parent. So you have to make those calls. Everyone's going to have to make those calls individually. Um, and the restrictions and the guidelines are going to be pretty onerous on bars and restaurants as well. So the Vintners Federation have already issued uh, their own proposal as to how it might work. Uh, so the numbers of people that would be allowed into bars and, and restaurants at the one time um, is going to be on a square foot basis and severely restrict the number of people that can be on a premises and the level of trade that, that publicans and restaurateurs uh, would be able to, to trade. Um, and for some premises and properties, that, that's going to be exceptionally challenging, particularly those that, that are operating on, off a smaller footprint. 
Mm. And we're chatting to James Collins, councillor of Corsa, and also he uh, runs Collins Bar in Dora Doyle. And as uh, you heard and I mentioned, David Hickey of South Bar in Limerick City Centre is also with us. Uh, David, listeners are waiting with bated breath because they heard you ask the question of somebody there: Are you a gastro pub? Well, are you? Uh, we'll have one, Joe. You're, you're, you're half one. <laughs> we're, a, we're a mix. We're a mix of everything, Joe. Well, you do a roaring lunch trade, don't you? We do, yeah. We don't do evening food. Or, that's it, you know. So we don't do an all-round uh, lunch, but we do all the parties and everything. We supply good food for the parties and welcome them all when they come in. So what is your view then of what Charlie Chalk is saying about the GOAT in Dublin uh, versus what you might do in Souths? Well, as, as James says, he has found a, a loophole and he has his restaurant licence and uh, I think the law states that he can open on, on the 29th of June and sell what he has, what he wants to sell, whether it's his wine or a pint at the counter. Uh, I'm not at the counter at the table when he seats people down because, as you know, it's bars now or only dispense bars, so people will have to be seated. When you arrive at a pub door or restaurant door, you have to be waited to seat it. And then when you're seated, you, the, the, or the staff take the order and you give, them the back, give it back to them and then they the pay you. And in the absence of the guidance that James Collins referred to, and hopefully that will come, which will help all of you, what are your thoughts about opening earlier than the 10th of August? Well, we were all prepared to, to, we were all prepared to open earlier, and we would like to go together like everybody should have been under one wavelength because the restaurant people are serving the same food and the same drink as we are. And why don't you give it a level playing pitch to the, everybody? Because it's just a loophole to stay because you have a restaurant license, you're allowed to sell. And do you think it's got to do with the government's view of behaviour in restaurants, in the classic sense of restaurants, versus behaviour in pubs? Yeah, but, but the one thing now, Joe, with this is everybody has to be seated. It, it, we're just all going to be the same. Because if you go into a restaurant, you have to sit down at a table. If you go into a pub now, you're going to have to sit down at a table. You're going to have to be waited the very same way as you are in a restaurant. Yeah, but the theory must be, at some level, that people um, behave differently in pubs. If they're going in for the purpose of drink, the likelihood is they will drink more than if they're going into a restaurant for the primary purpose of eating. Yeah, the bottom I see what it is, you know, when you come into the pub, you're sitting down and we have your seats, you have your drink, and somebody will come in and he sees us maybe 10 tables away from, from you and he says, oh, yes, I didn't see that man for two years. He hops up off his table and he goes off down to meet him. He forgets, you see? Yeah. And this is the big problem where people are inclined to mix a lot more in a pub than there would be in a restaurant. I mean, James, do you think it comes down to uh, the health authorities' assessment of behaviour that they would allow restaurants to open earlier than pubs? Yeah, I think, Joe, the, the distinction between a bar and a restaurant, they're not clear on. So as you said earlier, many bars are restaurants also as well. Many bars, the nature of the trade has changed. So many bars uh, serve a, a considerable amount of food as well. So their sales mix might be that they... They probably sell more food now than drink. Um, but I think the, the reaction to close the pubs on the weekend before St. Paddy's Day uh, was when there was a video circulating about uh, a pub in Dublin in Temple Bar, uh, which wasn't uh, observing physical distancing, wasn't uh, observing the guidelines that, that, was, that were requested. Um, and
and the minister then decided that you know pubs can't do this, so, so that they should uh, that they should close down. And unfortunately, you're always going to have one or two operators in any industry uh, that don't follow the rules and regulations. And here in Limerick, as a group, we have said that that we will. So when the minister says to us that it's safe for us to open uh, as a restaurant or as a bar, and uh, then we will. And we're waiting for him to give us the terms and conditions as to what we can open up or how we can open up so that the, the, the pub or restaurant environment is safe for our customers to come into uh, and to socialise at a physical distance, but also for our staff to operate in as well. And that's one of the reasons that, that we've remained closed is that we don't want our customers to get sick and we don't want our staff uh, to get sick. So we have a duty of care to them as well. Um, listener just asking us on 46 1995, can you define gastro pub? I mean, if a pub sells toasted cheese sandwiches, that hardly qualifies. So how good does your food have to be for you to qualify as a gastro pub? I think the difficulty is, Joe, there's no definition that we have received yet in terms of what's a bar or what's a restaurant and a gastro pub, I think, is a term for somewhere that's in the middle. Uh, so we're waiting for the guidelines. As I said, there's there's three different types of restaurant licenses. Some allow you to serve wine, some allow you to serve um, wine and beer, and some allow you to stay a little, open a little later in terms of restaurants. And then you have a bar license, which allows you to serve uh, beer, wine and spirits on and off uh, the premises so it's, uh, on seven days. So it'll come down to uh, an interpretation of the Department of Health as to what is a restaurant and, and what is a bar. Uh, and I presume they'll have to have some uh, consideration to, you know, like we're actually a bar and restaurant. We've planning permission for a bar and restaurant. We're, we're registered with the Environmental Health Officer at the HSE as a restaurant. Um, and it, someone somewhere is going to have to make a decision in terms of, uh, well, what constitutes a bar and what constitutes a restaurant and who can actually open... Uh, for business on their premises on the 29th of June and who's going to have to wait until uh, the 10th of August. Now, there are some bars that, that, you know, in the trade, they're called wet bars. They they only serve drink. Uh, And all the advice that we're being given is that they won't be open for business until the 10th of August. And if that's what it takes to keep everybody safe, then that's what we'll do. Right. Um, David, uh, this call this week uh, that uh, smokers should be essentially treated as pariahs, that they should be moved from the outside smoking area out to I don't know where, uh, because um, pubs are going to need outside areas for physical distancing for the rest of their customers. What do you think of that? Oh, it's a pure nuisance job because that won't happen because people are entitled. You're taking away people's rights. People are they're moved from the bar outside to smoke outside. And where else are they going to smoke? They can't go off down half a mile down the street. That's pure rubbish, Joe. And would you worry? I mean, what percentage of your customers are smokers, would you reckon? Um, 20% only. Only 20% now? Yeah, the, the, the big majority of people now have given up cigarettes completely. Maybe in the night of the party, when you were a younger set of people, you you come in the morning, you see the land is full of butts. Just, uh, there's something on here last night. You know, there'll be a higher amount of people smoking. But in, in, in fairness, the amount of people are smoking outside the door at the moment is, is minimal. Yeah. Um, the other thing, Dave, which is worth pointing out to listeners, is it'll be a remarkably different experience, just like coming back to the workplace. Yeah. Whatever the pub will be like uh, when it opens, whether it's serving food or it isn't serving food, 
it's not going to be the same. In fact, you might argue it's necessary for health reasons. It'll be quite a sanitised experience. Oh, it will. The biggest problem I see with it is the social distancing. Like, the government are saying at the moment, and the HSC are saying at the moment, that two metres should be the, the ideal uh, distance. But the WHO are saying, World Health Authority are saying, one metre may be enough. So we're not sure yet what James was saying there. We haven't got the, the full guidelines yet, and we probably won't. We were promised a meeting this week, but we didn't get it. So we're left in a limbo at the moment, waiting until we get the, the, the good guidelines of where we're going. Yeah. And finally, James, um, is it your instinct that uh, however hard pubs push, most of them will still be waiting until August to open? Yeah, as Dave said there, uh, Simon Harris, Minister Simon Harris said that he's happy to meet with the publicans. I think he said it two weeks ago. So our chief executive has been trying to arrange that meeting with him to get clarity on the questions that you've been asking us this morning because, you know, obviously the operators in Limerick and the Midwest and around Ireland are all trying to understand what conditions will, will be, we be allowed to open up again. And do we actually need to, to change, um, you know, the layout of our pubs? Do we need to, to put screens in to move people around? Um, you know, as you, as you mentioned there, in relation to areas outside, uh, you know, are there changes that need to be made? And even for our employees as well, if you have people working together in the kitchen, uh, you know, what physical changes need to be made to um, to allow them to work safely? Uh, and we just haven't got we haven't got that information yet, and we're waiting for it to to come down. Um, and there's lots of jobs at stake here. Uh, and lots of people that work in bars and restaurants. And I suppose it's worth remembering that many of the operators in bars and restaurants in Limerick, they're family businesses. In most cases, you know, the husband and wife both work in the business. And uh, in a lot of places, your your local bar or restaurant is the centre meeting place within the community. And we would ask people when we do open up again, because it's going to be on a restricted basis, turnover might be 30 or 40 percent. It's difficult to operate at that level uh, that people maybe support local businesses. So, you know, support your local bar, your restaurant, your, your cafe uh, to, to help them see through the, the difficult times that are, that are going to come. It's usually the case when, you know, there's someone looking for sponsorship for the GA club or the soccer club or an ad in the programme that it's uh, the, the local bar or restaurant that they'll turn to for support and help uh, for fundraising. Uh, and I think maybe when bars and restaurants do open up again, it would nice be nice to see the communities come out and support local family-run businesses, bars, restaurants, cafes, uh, to try and, and get them through uh, what's going to be a very difficult circumstance to trade through, but also to do it in a safe way. So whatever way we open up, uh, safety of our customers is going to be at the forefront of our minds. Yeah, I mean, it's a very well-made point, uh, James. And I have to say, I don't envy either of you as, as someone who's been going around with a tape measure here in the afternoons in this office during the week trying to figure out what two metres is and who can sit where. I mean, it is just mad stuff. Absolutely mad stuff. So the idea of doing that and trying to deal with the public and, and everyone coming in on a regular basis and that being the core of both of your businesses. Oh my God. Yes. Operating Joe at 50%, I don't think we're going to be viable. Yeah. And there's a lot of small pubs in town and they'll never open the door, I think, because they won't be viable because you can't operate with with very with 30 or 40% as James is saying. You won't be viable. 
Yeah, all right. Okay, well, listen, thank you both, gentlemen. The very best of luck to you and to your families and friends and staff, of course, uh, and your customers who are looking forward to returning safely, as you both uh, point out uh, in due course. Uh, David Hickey of South's Bar in Limerick City Centre and uh, James Collins of Collins Bar in Dura Doyle and, of course, a Fianna Fáil councillor and former mayor of Limerick too. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.